Hello everyone, my name is always Asmal. Welcome to another episode of Two Ways to Skin a Cat, a show where we talk career experiences, entrepreneurship and investments. The main aim is to show that there's more than one way to be successful other than just climbing the corporate ladder. We are live on LinkedIn and YouTube and the show will be available on podcast by tomorrow morning. So don't forget to like, subscribe and click on that notification bell to get automatically notified when the next episode comes out. If you are watching us live, drop a one in the comments so that we know we're not talking to ourselves. And if you're watching the recording, drop a two in the comments. Today, we are hosting Coach's Corner Part 3, third of four sessions with recruitment strategist and coach Chantal Porta. I've also twisted Chantal's arm to give free coaching calls to my audience and maybe even something else, but we'll let you know towards the end. We'll Stick see. with us and <laughs> see how you could do one of those free coaching calls. Chantal, thanks for joining me again today. Ah, oh, such a pleasure, Wes. I'm actually starting to look forward to these things. I'm going to miss them. Why do we have to stop? <laughs> at least someone looks forward to seeing me, eh? But <laughs> Always. <laughs> and, and again, if, if someone happens to have missed one or, the, or two or episode two, give us a quick introduction. I know you like giving different ones every week, so give it to us. hundred <laughs> um, percent. So I'm all about potential. I believe that we were not born to eat, sleep, repeat, work. Eat, eat what? Eat, sleep, work, repeat. Gosh, what a great start. <laughs> we weren't born for that, right? We've got so much more potential. The dream job does exist. And I, what I do is I guide people in that journey. First of all, it's a discovery of who you are, what your value add is. And then it's identifying where you're going and mapping a strategy to get there. So, yes, I work a lot with career people, but I also work with people who are at a crossroads in their lives. You know, people who are looking for transitions or just generally not feeling fulfilled in their lives. So that's me in a nutshell. So if I need to make my next move, I'll come speak to you, basically. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'll, I'll keep that in mind. I'll keep that in mind. There you go. Let's, let's jump in, straight into the topic that we're here for today. The benefits of a lifestyle of networking. When some people hear networking, they panic. Uh, I don't want to make fake conversations. I want my work to speak for itself. We all hear about this need to network, but what exactly is networking? You know what? You're absolutely right. You hit the nail on the head, always. And, and that's the fear that so many people have. And I believe it is due to, which is why you asked such a great question. I believe it's due to we don't understand what networking is. We've got a complete misunderstanding in terms of what networking actually is. So I want you to think about when you first go into the job market, everyone says to you, you must network. And you go, okay. And you run off to LinkedIn and you type something on LinkedIn that says, hello, I'm looking for a new job and I would appreciate the support, please. That's not networking. <laughs> Can we just clear that up, right? That is not networking. There is space for all of that. So I call that begging. Effectively, when you go into the job market and you start holding out your hands and saying, I need a job, I need a job, please, and you try and talk to as many people, that's begging. It's not networking. Okay? So let's come back to the true definition of networking. Networking is interacting with people in order to exchange ideas, contact, intellectual property, and to build social capital. That's what networking is, okay? So we were meant to live in community. 
and this is, I think, the theme that's run through all of our all of our sessions. We're doing this in Mental Wellness or Mental Health Month um, because we want to show people that there is so much more to your mental health. And we really want to, well, yeah, I'm losing my kind of train of thought there. But really, it's about coming back to community. Job search is not a solo exercise. It's about coming back to community. You don't know what you don't know unless you open your mouth and you start talking to people. So really, to simplify it, in my mind, networking is connecting with, speaking to people. And just unearthing what other people know, how you can help them, how they can help you, and starting to leverage that. It's networking in a nutshell. And it's not just in a professional. I mean, you, 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 whether you realize it or not, you're doing it when you go out and you have fun with your friends, or when you go and you meet new people outside of work. You're also doing it. <laughs> Some people don't seem to realize. Absolutely. You know when networking started in the sandpit. When we were two, <laughs> that's where we started. We've just built on that. And sometimes I think we need to actually just go back to basics and remind ourselves of that. 100%. Uh, before we jumped on the live, uh, we were chatting and you mentioned something that stuck with me. You said, social network structure is predictive of health and wellness. I don't see the connection. So explain that to me. Where's one word? COVID. <laughs> Let me expand. Do you remember when we were deep in COVID and we were socially isolating and we weren't allowed to connect with our friends? Do you remember what was happening in the old age homes where their family wasn't allowed to visit them? And I'm going to say it, they were dying. What was happening in the hospitals and family wasn't allowed to visit their loved ones and they were dying. And yes, they were dying from COVID and we could get into semantics and all the rest of it, but people need people. When we isolate, our mental health takes a dip. Think about yourself. Think about the times in your life that you've experienced. And we all go through times in our lives where we're surrounded by people. We've got all of the social capital around us. We're feeling good. We're feeding off the energy. But then we also go through darts in our life, right? Where things are quiet. Perhaps friends are few, you know, the old saying, when days are dark, friends are few. And I can certainly attest to that. I've been through some really tough times. And for some reason, everyone seems to depart in those times. And your mental health takes a dip. What happens is you start second guessing yourself even more. You start wondering if you've got value because suddenly you're isolated. You're not being affirmed. We were meant to be affirmed. And it is through relationship that we get that affirmation. It's not a desire. It's not a vanity. It's something we inherently need. So in terms of social network structure being predictive of health and wellness, I really believe COVID is an absolutely fantastic example. There've been numerous studies in terms of how this rolls out and you guys can go and you know do your own Google searches. But something that I've also noticed is I've noticed in terms of job search anxiety, right? What happens is people go into the job search and the job search is a lonely road. It's not like you have a friend that comes along with you and they enter the job search and they start getting these rejections. And again, this whole dynamic starts playing out. So they start second guessing their worth, their confidence starts taking a knock. As a result of the knocked confidence, they get more rejections because they're not being affirmed, because they're not being supported. 
So in my mind, it's really, really important to, again, come back to community. We need to live in community. We need to network. It is a fundamental human need. It's not a vanity. And when I say network, I'm talking in the broadest possible sense. Not network for a job, not network for a hobby. We need to network. We need to exchange ideas with people. We need to talk. We need to connect. That's friends and family, basically. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then we can start going further from there. It doesn't have to be with a whole bunch of strangers, right? But we need to network. We need to connect. For the audience, we want to respond. We will be responding to all the questions towards the end. But please add your questions to the comment section now so that we make sure we don't miss them. So we talked about networking, but not everyone likes putting themselves out there. What advice do you have for them? How do we get over this fear of networking? You know, anyways, before I address that, and I'm grinning because I do want to relate quite a funny story to the audience. Um, but before I address that, let's just start with the world we live in. I'm very fond of saying we live in a digital age. We've got to acknowledge that we are knee deep in the fourth industrial revolution. This is digitalization. This is um, artificial intelligence. This is robotics. And I think we as humans are feeling a little bit shaky in our own foundations, right? Because we're surrounded by all of these networks that are computers. And it's not people anymore. Okay. So when it comes, when it comes to putting ourselves out there, we've kind of over the last decade, two decades, we've moved into this whole social media territory. And we've seen people posting lunches and puppies and you name it. And I think some of us have got to the point where we're like, really? <laughs> I will never do that. So let me tell you about a client that I worked with not too long ago. He said to me, Stretch and tell, I know you teach LinkedIn as part of your job search. He says, I am not doing anything on that satanic network of yours. <laughs> AKA, I will not put myself out there. So what we did with him is we came up with an old school networking strategy for him. We still networked. I still taught him how to network. But here, to come back to the latter part of your question, in terms of the advice that I would give to people who are reluctant to put themselves out there, I want you to look at our digital world as something that can grease the wheels. LinkedIn can grease the wheels. LinkedIn is not where you network. LinkedIn paves the way for a networking relationship. So my favorite expression, we live in a digital world and in a digital world, you have to go analog. So start building those relationships online with the purpose of taking them offline. So no, you don't have to post your lunch and you don't have to post your puppy pictures, but do yourself a favor. Every single one of us, whether you like putting yourself out there or not, has got a digital footprint. Go and Google yourself and go and find out what is the message that my digital footprint is creating. And am I okay with that message? Is this a conscious message? Or is this something that's just kind of happened by the by, right? Because if it's just happened by the by, you can consciously change that message. So that would be my advice. And believe it or not, as an introvert who was forced to learn how to network, the, the thing that, that helped me the most is the most reason people have fear of networking is they fear rejection or they, they fear saying something stupid. Absolutely. That's the most, 
and what I found out is even if you put your foot in your mouth, nobody's going to remember. Everybody's Absolutely. worried about their own problems. So you, you might think your zit is the biggest zit. It's not. Like people will forget. Even if you say the stupidest things, people will forget. The, better, the best way to get better at their talking is just keep trying. Just keep trying. 100%. And you know what? As a follow-on from that, Uwes, I, I also kind of want to add that you own your IP. So if you've put a comment out there and then you wake up tomorrow morning and you think, ah, it's terrible, delete it. It's okay. You know, you own that intellectual property, right? But you're right. No one gives it a second thought. We are all so self-centered and so self-focused. I might read something and think, really? But I'll never remember it. So, yeah, just do it. <laughs> That's really true. <laughs> Tell me, what are the real benefits to a strong social network? Always for me, and I'm going to get a little bit provocative here, right? For me, the first benefit is, is diversity. And I'm not talking diversity in terms of the buzzword that is floating around, diversity, equality, inclusion, all the rest of it. I'm talking about a diversity of opinion. We are living in an age where cancel culture is real where we're all trying to be so woke that we're watching what we're saying. And when you start networking extendedly at, or, or, or you start extending your network, right, and you start conversing with people whose opinions you may not necessarily agree with, your perception starts becoming challenged. And when your perception gets challenged, you know what happens? Your mindset starts shifting and I'm not saying you have to do this in order to shift your mindset, but it's a great tool to start opening up your mindset, start creating a growth mindset and building up this diversity of opinion. So for me, that would be the first benefit. Um, another benefit would be, and we've spoken about it, increased mental health. Being surrounded by a tribe of people who support you, who love you, who affirm you, who agree with you, believe in you whatever the case may be it affirms who you are and you feel more confident to put yourself out there you don't second guess yourself as much you don't struggle with imposter syndrome as much and then of course my last reason would be you've got access to more people and access to more people means you've got choices and choices lead us to potential so to me choices is you have to have choices in life I want to be known as a connector. I want to be someone who connects you to the next person and you connect the next person to the next person. And in so doing, I can open up choices in your life, in my life. And there's just this diversity. There's just this, it's beautiful, man. Come on. <laughs> exactly. Without connection, without LinkedIn, I would never have met Chantal. So that's, that's the truth. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Based on what we discussed, um, you've set up a digital masterclass. Tell us a little bit about that masterclass and how can it benefit those watching? Okay, so for those people who are transitioning careers or for those people who are simply looking for a new job, like I've said, your foundation is mindset. So I start this digital masterclass with mindset. The second thing I look at is clarity. And under clarity, it's a little bit more advanced than this, but there's three key, three key questions. Who are you? What's your value add? Where are you going? You wouldn't walk into a restaurant and ask for food, would you? 
So why do we walk into the job market and say, I want a job, please? So we've got to start with a strong mindset and we've got to start with a clear vision. And then from there, I go into the strategies in terms of accessing the hidden job market, the advertised job market, LinkedIn, CVs, interview skills, all of the how-tos, everything you need to know in order to secure yourself the dream job or the ideal role for you for now in the best possible manner. So that's pretty much what the Digital Masterclass does. Let's see if we can go through any questions, if any questions have come through. We get, got a question from Zwingi who says, Please, uh, glad to see you again. Please address for the shy people out there that are not good at making conversation. What tips do you have for Zwingi? Oh, fantastic. I love that question. I think the biggest fundamental characteristic that you need to focus on when you're starting a networking habit is building in genuine curiosity. And when you're shy, genuine curiosity is actually something easy to do because you're not focusing inward. You're not asking or, or being expected to talk about yourself. You're asking questions of other people. So if you can build that genuine curiosity and start asking questions, what do you do? What do you love about what you do? What are you looking for? What do you need? What can I help you with? Where are you going? What is your vision? There's so many questions you can ask. So as we need to bring that down, first of all, develop an attitude of curiosity. Second of all, every time you go into a conversation, be it a coffee chat, be it a social chat, be it a meeting, whatever it might be, prepare for that meeting and write down a few questions that would establish what you'd like to know and ask those questions. Uh, that's exactly what, gonna, what I was going to say, but I'm gonna add a little bit more. So I have a few <laughs> questions that you might want to ask. And if you're shy, if you're going to a network event, Think about this. There's going to be other people who are also shy. Easy way to go is who's standing alone? Chances are they are also shy. Strike <laughs> up a conversation with them. You never know what you're going to find out. And they're probably also waiting for somebody to talk to them. So Absolutely. And you know what? On that note, I think I was telling you just before we started this call, I've been invited to HR in Darba tomorrow. And I must tell you, I love networking. And I am a bit of an extrovert, right? But the thought of walking into HR and Daba on my own tomorrow, there's always that moment where I'm like, oh, gulp, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> so I will be looking for those people standing alone tomorrow. <laughs> also a nice one is to have a glass of water. Once you finish drinking the water, if you want to leave, you just say, I'm going to fill up the water when you go somewhere else. Because you, you always get one or two people who talk too much. So that's a good trick. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> In terms of questions, I think that was the main one. A lot of them we've answered already, so I'm not going to go through any of them. Let me just see. Last week, I managed to twist Chantal's arm to give five of my audience free coaching calls if they signed up for the masterclass. So five people got that opportunity last week. Another five got that opportunity the week before. Can I count, can I count on the same this week? You know what, anyways, at this stage, I'm actually going to say no because I'm hitting the passive. <laughs> So I'm going to give two away this week, not five, because, okay. you know, we're getting towards end of year. I'm going to give I, two. I, I'll, I'll take it. But I have something extra for you. So my business partner has launched a book called If I Can, You Can, right? And what this book is, is it's the story, it's the heartfelt story of an entrepreneur who started at a minus. He started from nothing. And he's built himself into something again and again and again. And the message is, if I can, you can. 
And this is why I love working with this man, because he shares my vision, right? So I'm going to give away a book signed by the author to the person or to someone who wants it. But you're probably asking, how do we access that? Can I tell the audience? Go for it. Okay. So the link to join our WhatsApp group is in the chat or in the comments below. So please go and join the WhatsApp group. After these calls in the evening, I open this WhatsApp group for chat until about 9 p.m. tonight. So you guys are welcome to chat with me, ask questions, engage with me. I've got load shedding, so I've got nothing better to do than sit on my phone and answer your questions. But if you want to get that copy of that book, what you have to do is pop into that chat and tell me how networking has changed your life. And before you say, Chantel, that's a hard question because networking hasn't changed my life. I'm going to call BS on that. And I'm going to say networking. Speaking to someone and connecting with someone has changed your life. It's changed all of our lives. So share it. And then I'll choose a winner this evening. Amazing. I think that's a, that's a great way to end off. The show has been live on YouTube and should be available on podcast by latest tomorrow. If you're watching on YouTube or listening on a podcast and you feel that it's added value, don't forget to like, subscribe, and click on that notification bell to get automatically notified when the next episode comes out. Chantal, as always, thank you so much for your time. Thanks, always. Been a pleasure. Thanks, everyone, for joining us for another episode of Two Ways to Skin a Cat. Goodbye. <laughs>